Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Hi, I'm Sabrina Steerwald, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. Now for today's episode. In quantum mechanics, there is a pervasive theory known as the observer effect, which states that the act of observing a phenomenon, usually by making some kind of measurement, necessarily changes that phenomenon. In other words, just by being there and having an interest in the outcome, we affect that outcome. Now, while the explanations behind the observer's influence in quantum mechanics come down to the measuring instrument and not the observer's conscious mind, we also see strong evidence for the placebo effect in medicine. That is, a patient's condition can improve if they just believe they are receiving an effective treatment. And those beneficial effects can happen even if the patient is not actually receiving that treatment or if the treatment doesn't actually work. So is there such a thing as too much information? We now live in an age where mountains of detailed statistics on our own genetics are readily available, thanks to DNA testing companies like 23andMe and Ancestry DNA. At the same time, we continue to make significant progress toward mapping the human genome and understanding which genes are linked to our specific physical traits. So if our minds truly do have power over our surroundings and our bodies, what does having all of this genetic information do to us? Does simply knowing more about our own physiology change it? A recent study on exercise and obesity suggests that the answer is yes. So what happens when we learn of our genetic risks? In a recent study led by researchers at Stanford and the group of Dr. Aliyah Crum, participants performed differently on tests related to fitness and weight gain after they were told of their genetic risks toward either. Interestingly, that difference in performance was seen whether the genetic risk information they were given was true or not. For the study, 116 people performed an initial fitness test on a treadmill, and 107 people participated in the diet side of the investigation by eating a meal. Researchers looked for participants' ability to perform well on the treadmill test and, in the case of the eaters, measured their level of certain molecules in the blood that act as markers for hunger or fullness. They had also previously tested the study's participants' DNA for genetic predispositions toward both fitness capacity and obesity. The initial results showed small trends linking performance and the genetic tracers. For example, those with the beneficial exercise gene did slightly better on the treadmill. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! 
and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Now here's where things get interesting. The study participants came back a week later to take the test again, but this time they were given information on their genetic test results that was sometimes true, but sometimes false. They were further specifically told what impact their genetic results could have on their performance on the treadmill or eating tests. For example, the eaters who were told they were at higher genetic risk for obesity were told that they had the presence of the variant in the so-called obesity gene, known as FTO, which could mean their bodies produce less of the hormone that signals a feeling of being full to the brain. The results of the second round of testing revealed that just telling people they were predisposed towards certain physical traits had a noticeable effect on their performance related to those traits, regardless of whether that genetic information they were given was true. Those who were told they were at low genetic risk for obesity produced two and a half times more of the fullness hormone and claimed to feel fuller despite eating the same meal as they had one week prior. Those who were told they were genetically predisposed toward lower endurance did worse on their treadmill test than they had prior to receiving that information. They showed lower lung capacity and they quit sooner. Thus, having information about our genetic risk can lead to improvements in our physiology, as was true for the eaters in the study, but it can also put us at a disadvantage, as with the poor exercise performers. So we certainly need to be wary of incorrect genetic information. But as the Stanford study shows, even if the genetic information we receive is correct, how we receive it is also important. In the case of the study, participants were quickly told the goals and results of the study, as well as given their proper results. But for the rest of us, we don't have such a clear view on how our brain chemistry translates our newfound genetic knowledge into our more readily observable physical traits. Phenomena like the more well-known observer effect or the placebo effect can be difficult to understand because they confuse our idea of cause and effect. Treatments proven ineffective should not lead to beneficial results, but they can if patients believe they are being treated effectively. We don't yet know where genetic knowledge falls on the spectrum of clear cause and effect. So learning more about how being told of our genetic risks affects our brain chemistry and our physiology will become increasingly important as humans gain more and more easy access to our genetic information. Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com.